This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi! Damn. <laughs> <laughs> The hell? Come on, man. Gotta go change my shirt, man. What? <laughs> what is Are you what serious? Is this? Oh, come on. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean. Hey, how are so, you different? This is so goofy. This is so goofy. You're oh, not different man. at all. Y'all even dress alike. Nice job by the producers, because the producers, I'm sure they've seen this for the last few minutes. We couldn't see each other, which is probably why, honestly, behind the curtain, which is probably why they never showed us each other. I'm guessing they never showed us each other no. in our return monitors because that they knew this question. was just going to. That's why we were like, wait, how come we can't see each other yet? That's unbelievable. There we go. Well, you know what? Uh, I'll, that's a I'll good change color in the break. You. I'll change in the break. Don't uh, change. You, you look fantastic. No. Don't change. No. Don't change. Don't change, man. (laughs) All right. All right. Okay. Okay. (laughs) This is distracting. (laughs) I can't even focus. I'm like, whoa. (laughs) What is that? Oh, my gosh. All right. It it looks better on you than me. I will will say it It looks better on you than me. Um, uh, You know. So, all right. Let me me focus up. All right. Focus up. Recalibrate. uh, Yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers. Which is to say, we've met and talked a few times. Uh, I wouldn't call. And you us got friends. him into a party. You got him into a party. I did get him into a party once upon a time. This is when he was still Brett Favre's backup and, and a relative unknown. Um, I wouldn't call us friends. We're friendly. Uh, if we saw each other, it'd be a, a, a "What's up?" a conversation. Um, Can you I don't text think him right he's now? Seen enough of this show. Um, oh, oh! Can I text him right now? I don't know if he has yeah. the same number. I have his number in my phone. I don't know if he has the same number or not. Could I text him right now? I could try. Would he respond? Probably not. And I don't know if he's seen enough of this show or heard enough of this show uh, to have heard what I've said about his standoff with the Packers uh, to on. be upset oh, with me. Hold on. For me to be for me to be on his list. Yes, yes, sir. Where was this like, picture? Man, Would you like, like to the context of this picture? I was going to say, like, man, like, here's the problem with you. Here's the problem with you. <laughs> you done right. met... You done met too many famous people. So it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, this picture... I'm going to keep talking. There's a picture of me and Aaron Rodgers. I'm not even going to explain it. Yeah. Like, it's every day yeah. that I meet somebody like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and the rest of us are like, hold on, man. That That's you and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, that was just... And that ain't Photoshop. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if it was 10 years ago. Hey, that time I met Denzel. I don't care if it was 25 years ago. I met Denzel. Like, you know what I mean? So just, here we go. Not, not to say Aaron. You know. oh, oh, yeah. Only the MVP to the league. It's just Aaron. It's just Aaron. Just Aaron. You know, the guy I'm in commercial. Just Michael. You know, just, you know, 
So what is that your crib? Two peers. Is that your two of the tight one of your parties? No, it's not my it's not my crib. That was um that was at I believe that was in Oakland at a at a VIP event for the NBA Finals. 2017, I want to say. 2017. Um, But anyway, you know, I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, Clearly, he was enthralled with with whatever I was saying. But I I only bring that up to say that while Aaron and I are cool, and I don't want to overstate this. I don't want to overstate our relationship. You know what I mean? While I think we're cool. Picture says a thousand words. Picture says it all. Yeah. Yeah, but I I don't want you to think that we would show up wearing the same shirt. You know, we wouldn't dress alike, you know. Um... But We're cool. But I will say, if he doesn't huh. get that hosting gig, if he doesn't get that hosting gig on Jeopardy, his backup leverage Packers is brother from another. Michael and Aaron are brother from another. Sure, sure. I Not don't bad. even know this show exists. Um, but anyway, I'm just saying all that to say I'm setting that, I'm setting the stage to say, I know Aaron Rodgers, but I'm not in. His group chat. I you asked if I could text him right now. I am not in his group chat. I have not spoken to him since the proverbial crap hit the fan last Thursday on draft day. But I just want to refresh your memory uh, about okay. our conversation or a certain part of our conversation uh, that we had last Thursday. We were joined by our other brother from another, Chris Sims. This is last Thursday. You know what this is? You know what this you know what this is about to be? This is going to be Aaron Rodgers, his version of the last dance. Because the 98 Bulls, it wasn't about Phil Jackson, it was about Jerry Krause breaking up the team. It was about it was about ownership breaking up the team. This is a this, Aaron Rodgers is going to pull a Michael Jordan in 98. I'm not saying he wins a championship on the way out. But yeah, right. He goes in with a chip on his shoulder just like he had this last year against the front office. Not against the head coach, not against his teammates, obviously. It's still a damn good team. And then he walks away after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, come to find out, come to find out, hey, sometimes I be knowing. Uh, come to find out, according to The Athletic, that in text with teammates, Aaron Rodgers has compared or, or dubbed or referenced Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst as Jerry Krause, mm. uh, the villain, of course, yeah. as, as painted by uh, the Last Dance documentary of the Hall of Fame general manager who built the Bulls around Michael Jordan. And because he did not uh, want Phil Jackson to continue as coach, effectively forced, quote unquote, Michael Jordan to retire. So before I give you uh, my take on uh this development if you will what do you think of that comparison what do you, what do you think of that comparison between brian gutekunst and uh jerry kraus because i have quite a few issues with it myself yeah i do too i do too i i don't think it matches up it's not i don't love it as a matter of fact i don't think it it's appropriate at all there are a lot of pieces that that don't fit what i do like about what i do like about the group chat and aaron Rodgers calling gutekunst that is one we know he's got issues with him, clearly. And two, that he enjoyed the last dance and that he's trying to, you know, see how it applies, you know, 23 years later, how it applies to his situation. The truth is it doesn't. It was just great programming. He enjoyed it. But it doesn't apply to him. Why? Why doesn't it apply to him? 
Jerry Krause, as you just said beautifully, Jerry Krause built the Bulls and broke up the Bulls because he wanted to bring in Tim Floyd, the coach. Uh, he was tired of Phil Jackson. He, t- he thought it was done. He knew, hey, look, if Phil Jackson's gone, that means Michael's gone. I'll probably have to trade Scotty. This whole thing is over. He's not trying to preserve a championship. And he could have, he could have kept it going by bringing back the coach, by signing the coach, right? Gutekunst is just the opposite. He is trying to, uh, I would guess Jordan Love is Tony Kukoc, right? That bringing somebody in that the star is not really crazy about. Well, I'm saying he's bringing somebody in. Uh, okay, okay. He's enamored with. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll allow it. I'll allow it. That's it. I'll allow it. That's I the mean, only connection. You know, because Kukoc was never a threat to Mike. But Kukoc was never a threat to Michael Jordan. And Kukoc actually helped Michael Jordan. Right. He actually helped Michael but, Jordan win championships. But initially, but I got it. They were, they, they, they resented remember, him coming. Yes, they, they resented they, him. I do no, remember. No, no, no. Yes. They didn't resent him. They and hated he, him. He they took out. He no. They, they resented. They resented Kraus, and they took it out on Crew Coach in the yes. Olympics. They 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 were, they were like two crazed dogs when it crazy came dogs. to hounding Look, him for. I can't play. Yes, I can't play basketball in the Olympics against Jerry Kraus. But here's here's uh, here's Kraus's boy, Crew Coach. I'm going to take it out on him. And oh, yeah. oh, you go. You, you want to give him a big contract? You want to celebrate him? And Scotty's like, "What about me?" You know, Scotty had that that whole insecurity about, hey, "Hey, listen, I'm a big deal. You don't appreciate me." But that's about it. Yeah. Gutekunst is trying to keep it together. He's offering the contract. He's not trying to break up the band. He's trying to keep the band together exactly. for for as long as he can. So it doesn't fit at all. Uh, that Aaron Rodgers, nope. this whole hey, he's trying to throw this thing off. No, he's not. No, he's not. But let me tell you, let me tell you what Rodgers is doing. Here's what Rodgers is doing. Rodgers is trying to make somebody else out to be the bad guy. Rodgers needs a villain because Rodgers knows that his yes. beef doesn't pass the smell test. He knows Woo. in his heart of hearts that there is Woo. no legitimate reason. Because Michael, you and I kind of we don't we don't talk a lot outside the show. We don't talk a whole lot outside the show. Um, not anymore. Not anymore. Sorry, I lost you there for we, a second. No, no, I said we, you, you said uh, we don't talk a lot outside the show, and I said not anymore, and I feel some kind of way about it. But anyway, I gotta live <laughs> with it. Well, the, and, you know, we don't we don't talk outside the show because well about about sports or about topics that we will discuss on the show because we want everything to be organic. We want everything to be. The fir- for the first time, it's like we're not we don't want to, you know, give it give each other any kind of insight into um, what we're going to what we may say about it, how we're going to feel about it. We let it play out uh, on camera. But we did touch on this yesterday and I, and I said this to you, I said, Michael, I, I can't recall, you know, I'm not I'm no sports encyclopedia, but I can't recall a star player trying to force his way out of town for any other reason other than money or his championship window is closing championship. and he feels like he can't win in that situation or he's done all right. he can in that situation and he needs a change because he's, he's hit a wall. Neither of those things apply to Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because they're trying to work out the contract and reports are that they've offered to make him the highest paid player, however you want to define that, okay? But nonetheless, 
my frustration has always been rooted in the fact that this is completely unnecessary. And unless it's just Aaron Rodgers just wants to live in a new city for the first time in almost two decades. Okay. Or he wants to move where his fiance has a new home or a home in Colorado, as Charles Robinson mentioned to us the other day. Okay. But if it's football reasons, there's absolutely no reason, no legitimate reason in my humble opinion, for Aaron Rodgers to want out of Green Bay. So what he's doing is trying to make it seem like Brian Gutekunst is forcing him to either retire or, or forcing him to demand a trade from Green Bay when that's not the case. Because if I'm Brian Gutekunst, okay, you want to play this game, Aaron Rodgers? You want to play this game? If I'm Brian Gutekunst, I got a group chat with my friends, and I'm saying, well, first of all, I'm flattered that he would compare me to a general manager who has six championships. I'm still waiting for my first with Aaron Rodgers. Because right. if I'm Brian Gutekunst, I'm like, oh, oh, are you Michael Jordan in this analogy? Yeah. Are, are you Michael Jordan? Because, hey, playboy, last I checked, you, it's been a while since you won a Super Bowl. It's been a while since you've been there. You ain't six for six. Mm. So your comparison is flawed, Aaron Rodgers. If I'm Jerry Krause, Ooh. you for damn sure ain't Michael Jordan. That's what I would say if I were Brian Gutekunst. But if I were him, that's what I would clap back with. But it's, So it's unfair and it's inaccurate. The only reason I invoked the last dance was because I saw it as Aaron Rodgers comes back one more year and, again, takes out his frustration on the rest of the league again. He was so upset over Jordan Love and Jay Kumaro last year that he struggled to the tune of 48 touchdowns and five picks in his third MVP in his late 30s. So I think Aaron Rodgers' options now are to come back, do that again, and get out next year versus trying to get out this year, which I I just don't see it happening. And if he's going to retire, Jordan was forced to walk away because if if Jordan had a a legit gripe because Jordan said, I'm not playing for another coach other than Phil Jackson. And he had won two straight championships. He dug dug in. He dug in. Jordan, yes, but, 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 but so crop. So, so he, he put he, he made, Krause was putting him in a corner. Krause, Krause was luck. boxing Jordan in. Yes. Nobody is forcing Aaron Rodgers to walk away. Like the, this idea that Aaron Rodgers has leverage. To me, leverage is I'm going to force you to do what I want done. And Aaron Rodgers okay. doesn't have that sure. because Aaron Rodgers' right. so-called leverage is retirement. And that will be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah, yeah, but his leverage is his leverage is also his performance. I, I'll say this though, I don't I don't want to go into the leverage thing too too quickly because I want to I want to really highlight your point. Truer words have never been spoken. When you said Aaron Rodgers is trying to make somebody else to be the bad guy, you're so right, and it doesn't work. That's why I put it in my feed. Nobody gives a. That's a quote. That's a quote from Bill Parcells. Bill Parcells used to say that all the time. Like when somebody asks you how you're doing, how you doing, coach? You start talking about, hey, we got some injuries. You know what I mean? You know, tough road trip, starting quarterback. You know, sore elbow. Say no, 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 no. He tell anybody. He tell young coaches. Tell anybody. Nobody gives 
and he'd say it all the way. Nobody cares. His point mm-hmm. is, no matter what you're, if you're trying to get sympathy from the crowd, the crowd doesn't care. All the crowd wants to know is, are you going to win the game? Are you going to throw the touchdown pass? What's what? What's your next hit, brother? Uh, to quote Public Enemy, fear of a black planet. All right, anyway, uh, I digress. But all they want to know is what you're doing next. And so Packers fans, do they want to know about Gutekunst? And do they want to know about Jordan Love? Do they want to know about, hey, I didn't like how Jordy Nelson was released? No, nobody really cares. And so when it comes down to for Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have to embrace this. This guy, he's going to have to either be quiet and, and, and work behind the scenes and try to get out, or he's going to have to just come out and say whatever is bothering him. Just say it plain. Can't hide behind sources. You got to say, I want to go. I can't stand it here. I've been here too long, 16 years. Green Bay's great. I want to go somewhere else. I'm just tired of it here. But how silly does that sound? I don't know. How silly does that sound? How silly does that sound? It's like, hey, you no, know. No, no, no. Forget Terry That's Bradshaw. That's not for me to say. Forget Terry Bradshaw. What, I'm, I'm saying it. Forget Terry Bradshaw. Okay, because it's one thing yeah. for Terry Bradshaw to say it. If Aaron Rodgers comes out and says, yeah, you know, I just couldn't get over them drafting a quarterback last year that is no threat to my job, none, but nonetheless, yeah. I just didn't like it. I don't like the way they this built what the team that's gone 26 and 6 the last two seasons in consecutive NFC Championship okay. games. My point is Aaron Rodgers is incapable of being enough of a distraction, Michael. Yeah. See, okay, because let me let, let's compare it to Deshaun Watson real quick. Pre-sexual assault real allegations. Real quick, I'll compare it to Deshaun Watson. Real quick. Deshaun Watson, the court of public opinion, no pun intended with court, but the court of public opinion had come to side with Deshaun Watson both in terms of it being in the Texans' best interest to recoup lost draft capital by trading Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson at the time considered one of the faces of the league. At the time, there was sympathy about a guy who had a historically great season on a 4-12 and team, whose prime was going to waste. I mean, it seemed like there were more people in the pro-Deshaun camp than the pro-Texans camp there was some right. that was saying that you signed a contract six months ago, honored the contract. But there were a lot of people who were like, free Deshaun. Conversely, what can Aaron Rodgers say? What can he complain about? What can he do through the media that would make him more of a distraction? Hold on, you're shaking your head. Listen to what I'm saying. More of I a distraction that. than he was and on draft head. weekend. But but wait, right. he, he can't be more of a distraction than he was this past yeah. weekend. And they took a cornerback in the first round and they kept it pushing. He can't do anything to make it worth their while to trade him. I don't believe he's incapable yeah. of being enough of That's a distraction true. to make them uncomfortable. Okay, I, I'm just, Mike, you're, you're right. But all Close, I got to say is. It's closer to Russell Wilson than it is to Deshaun Watson. You're talking about leverage and, and like what he can't do and he's powerless. You're right. You're right. He can't make them do something that they don't want to do. Uh, he can't make them do something that they don't feel like benefits them. You're right. But I'm just going to tell you this. This is the last thing I'm going to say to you. Um, and yes. I, I'll, I'll take you behind the, behind the scenes a little bit, just real quickly. Uh, in the yep. uh, Holly marriage, uh, my, my wife says to me now, she says to me now, she said, you know, you were the worst boyfriend ever. 
<laughs> Say, you were the worst boyfriend ever. Part of the reason I was the worst I boyfriend ever. That. Uh, well, that's why I said, hey, I wasn't that bad. I wasn't that bad. Here I am now. Uh, 13 years, almost on 14 years of marriage. But part of the reason I was the worst boyfriend ever, I do agree. I, I see what she's saying. You know, there were times uh, that, you know, I look at my phone uh, when I shouldn't have been looking at my phone. Um, I wouldn't. All, I was not the best listener. And what I have found in almost 14 years of marriage is you cannot invalidate how somebody feels. It may no not doubt. make sense to me. I may not understand it. I may be secretly saying, now, what the hell is this? Really? This is an issue? Doesn't matter what I think. If Aaron Rodgers thinks he's in a bad situation, legitimately. Now, I'm not talking about playing games, mm-hmm. you know, playing some media games. He legitimately feels like he's in a situation that he's tired of, he needs to move on from. It ain't for me to say it's silly. He's been there 16 years. He knows where the bodies are buried. He knows how what people are like when they ain't got the Instagram filter on. Right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I get it. I oh, get it. Don't, hey, and as we go to break, hey, we can roll the music, we can go to break for 40 minutes early compared to yesterday. Um, I'm not suggesting that Aaron Rodgers isn't entitled to his feelings. I'm saying, in my opinion, as an outsider, if the object of the exercise is to give yourself the best chance to win, and we'll get into this later on, I don't know that San Francisco, Denver, or Oakland represent a clear upgrade over a team that just went to -to back-to-back NFC Championship games. Now, granted, if they got him, then obviously it changes their equation, but I'm, I'm focused on football reasons. If you just don't feel like living in Green, living in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and don't want to piss your fan base off by saying that, that hey, right. you know what? I'd rather live in California. Or I'd rather Ain't no live way in around Denver. it, though. You, you know, ain't what I'm no saying? way around it. I just, I just want to be out. Because I just want to be out. Yeah, you ask out, they gonna be mad. Right. If you, if you football, they gonna be mad. Makes no sense. And they gonna be mad at the general manager. They gonna be mad at you. And, and he's got no. He, in my opinion, he has no reason to still be mad at the organization. Move on. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com. 
T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. I know an Aaron, and I, and I think I know him fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he has a grudge, whether it be against the organization or a player or an, an arch rival or family, friends, he ain't budging. I don't see him coming back and, and, and saying, if this is not resolved, however, whatever the issue is, if it's not resolved, um, or if, even if it's resolved, but he feels like they got one up on him, he ain't going to play. Mm. No one Aaron, he would, he would sit. Now, it's not, you know, he would forego a lot of money, but he's also got a lot of money. Jason Johnson, back with Brett Favre, weighed in on the Derek Chauvin trial uh, and did not stick to sports against his own advice. I was like, man, I don't give a damn what Brett Favre has to say about anything. But in this instance, I was actually curious, given the parallels, that it ended badly for him in Green Bay, and it looks like it's going to end badly for Aaron Rodgers. I was actually curious what Brett Favre had to say about it. And he uh, he said more in another appearance, which we'll, we'll play for you later. But Jason... I know you got hot takes on this, bro. You you've been yeah, through this, yeah. this quarterback drama. It was it was Deshaun Watson's turn, and it was Russell Wilson's turn. Now it's Aaron Rodgers' turn. So w- what you got? What you think? First, first of all, I'm with you on this. When the hell did Brett Favre become like the NFL ombudsman? Okay, not only did you terrorize <laughs> your own team for three or four years, you were also the guy that was sending inappropriate pictures to people, had a drug addiction that you wanted to deny. There's all sorts of things that I don't think make Brett Favre a particularly credible person. Whether he's talking about Derek Chauvin or he was talking about Deshaun Watson wanting more money, which he obviously did, and now he's talking about Aaron Rodgers, who quite frankly to me doesn't seem like he's got a ton of friends, and if there were a list of favorite five and Aaron Rodgers' phone, I don't think Brett Favre would make the top 12. That being said, because he seems to say that he knows him. That being said, I think he's right in this regard. Aaron Rodgers needs to go. Aaron Rodgers needs to leave the Green Bay Packers. And that's not because of some galaxy brain, three-dimensional chess thing I'm saying where if he's gone, it makes my Seahawks have a better chance of making the Super Bowl because if we can't get out of the first <laughs> round with our idiotic coaching, it's not going to matter. See, I'm, I'm anticipating. But that's just, where y'all that's a side benefit. This is nothing to do with Seahawks. It's nothing to do with Seahawks. But what I am concerned about, what I think is Aaron Rodgers has reached that point where it's he's reached that point where it's it's almost what happened with Tampa Bay with Tony Dungy. You can only get so far. And at some point, it's like I need to be in a different location to hit the next level. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers, first ballot all famer, one of the best guys. MVP last season. You went to back to back NFC championships and got beat. You got beat the first time. I mean, you got you got beat like you stole something by the 49ers. And then the next year, you got beat by a team that, quite frankly, until the last minute of the Super Bowl, no one ever thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the best team in the NFL. Not even the best team in the NFC. Not even the best team in their division. And they came to your house and smacked you upside the head with some raw cheese. That's what happened. And I can see Aaron Rodgers being like, if there's some other place I can go that can get me over the line because clearly people here don't know what it takes, I'd be out. I'd be looking at Miami. I think the Broncos is an idiotic idea, but I would definitely be looking at Miami if there was even the slightest chance, the slightest chance that he could go to the Browns, I would be out in a hot minute. Aaron Rodgers on the Browns is an AFC championship team next year. 
But we got to talk. They might be a championship game uh, team next year on their own without him. But let's let's just talk about the the, the Packers for us. Let's just let's not let's get carried away with how bad the Packers were last year. The year before, they were more of a fraudulent thirteen and thirteen. They are a bad decision by the head coach, a bad DPI, a and a blown coverage away from the Super Bowl this past year. And I wonder, Michael, I meant to ask you this earlier. If they go to the Super Bowl or even win the Super Bowl this year, that's a big if. If it was a fifth, I know. Is Aaron still trying to get out of town? It just it doesn't it, it still doesn't make sense to me that he would want yeah, to leave. A good, it's still a very good situation. Yeah, he probably is. What do you think, Jason? You think I, I, it's, Jason? It sounds like to me, it sounds like a brother just wants to go. It's, it's, it's time to leave. <laughs> It's time to leave. It's like, we've been here. We've had dinner. It's cool. I can't say there's anything wrong, but I know there's something better. I know there's something better for me. I know there's a better place that I can go, and that better place is not going to be here. If you can't, I mean, think about it. You guys know this. He's 37 years old, so he's been relatively healthy these last couple of years. But if you can't get me through, you see, Michael, when you were talking about, okay, a bad DPI, whatever it is, they intercepted Tom Brady three times and couldn't feel that game. Yeah. And when I had two or three bad decisions, I think back to McCarthy when they lost to the Seahawks. You had the Seahawks on the ropes, mm-hmm. on the ropes, pushing mm-hmm. to overtime. Still got beat. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm sick yeah. and tired of being at the tip of the mountaintop and falling back like Sisyphus every single time. And if it takes going to a completely new place where this division is not going to know how to face Aaron Rodgers, it's not going to have 50,000 years of tape on me. It's not going to know what my skill set is. I will be out in a hot minute. And the Packers, if they were smart, would get a huge haul for him and be done. Good luck going to Denver or Oakland and having to go through Patrick Mahomes twice a year. Well, I wouldn't Good go luck with that. I, yeah, all that NFC West, when Russell Wilson was talking about the Raiders, like, what are you talking about? John Green can't coach. John Green can't look. His, his next <laughs> right. job should be... The, Ra- the Raiders clearly know what they're doing. <laughs> The Raiders yes. clearly know what they're doing, don't they? I mean, you know, they yeah. nail the draft every year, don't I they? Mean, you know, so no obviously idea. Like, look, let me let me tell you something. There there are teams that are distracted, right? There are teams that are distracted by bad coaching decisions by Gruden. My team is distracted because DK thinks he's gonna reinvent Michael Vick from that episode of Atlanta. I get it. Fine. People want to run. They want to coach. <laughs> they want to do tell. They want to do whatever it is they want to do. But at the end of the day. I don't want no parts of the AFC West for the next mm, eight years, okay? As long as Patrick Mahomes is remotely ambulatory for nine to ten games out of the year at the end of the season, I don't want to be near anywhere near the AFC West. But I would go to the AFC North. I would go to the AFC South. There's other places Aaron Rodgers can go. Because this is my thought, guy. After two consecutive NFC championships, I don't even think they're going to make the NFC championship next year. I really don't. Mm. I don't think they're going to make it. I think the NFC Championship next year is probably going to be one, possibly two NFC West teams, depending on how depending on how the records sort of lay out. And if you don't even make it, yeah. I'm 37 years old. How many more great years did I have as Aaron Rodgers? You can't waste my best years, <laughs> seven whole years, All right. and not a championship from you. I can't <laughs> I can't deal with it. All right, hey, listen, Doc right, Johnson. <laughs> hey, hey, we go. We we gonna switch gears here. And I need this kind of talk. Sometimes I need to give myself this talk once a year. But this time, you're going to give me this talk. You're going to reset me. Uh, I'm like, looking forward to this. This is what I need to hear. You need to, you need to help me out here. So it goes okay. something like this. Even though 
there are African Americans with whom Uh-oh. I disagree uh, deeply, <laughs> profoundly. I, nor does anyone else, I don't have the right to question their blackness. There's no such thing. There's no such thing. I can't do that. So that means, that means I cannot call Clarence Thomas. I cannot come up with some little pun for, with his last name. That, that, ain't, that, ain't, that ain't for me to do. Because okay. blackness is not a monolith. And despite so I hearing can't call Tim him, Scott. So I can't call him Uncle Tim? I can't okay. call him Uncle Tim? And, and, and despite hearing Tim Scott say some things about America not being a racist country, mm-hmm. um, I should not encourage my brother Michael Smith to call him Uncle Tim. And so whether so, it's Joe Biden saying you ain't black or Gary O'Connor calling Tim Scott an Oreo, uh, okay, we ain't doing that, right? Right? Don't, I need to hear that, don't I? Okay, so 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 I, I, I can't, I can't, I'm, I'm X, but I can't give it to you, okay? I can't give it to you on this because I don't have a problem with black people Clever. using that kind of terminology. I don't care if you call Uncle Tim uh, or, or, or Tiny Tim or Tim A from South Park. You can call whatever kind of Tim you want to call. I just think that that is internal conversation within a certain cultural context. What my issue was, and I said this last week when I was guessing for joy on the readout, is I'm not particularly happy with both the historical element of it and people outside the black community calling him Uncle Tim. I think that's disrespectful. I think that's see why like, y'all are trying to bring Teray in here so he can fight me afterwards, send me angry tech. <laughs> you you cannot you cannot allow other people outside of the African American community to come in and try and determine what black authenticity is. That's my problem. We also oh, speaks no. to as God we, no. as we said. I, I mean, I, it also speaks to to me that larger issue of people not really understanding who Uncle Tom was. We keep forgetting Uncle Tom was the brave one. Uncle Tom is the one who died because he refused to rat out two sisters that he had encouraged to escape the slavery. That name has been twisted. And honestly, Tim Scott doesn't deserve to be called an Uncle Tom because he's never shown that level of dedication to the black community. So that's my issue there. But I I, I get other people who wanted to, but when you start getting a certain kind of non-African-American liberal who thinks it's okay to use those names, it was like calling... Uh, uh, it was like Hong Kong, Lisa Rice, Aunt Jemima. It's, that's where you get your Bill Mars oh, talking we, about oh, how we saw it. Obama, Kamala Harris. We saw we saw it in the in the election, the run up election. Like, exactly. She ain't really black, you know. Exactly. Absolutely. No, that's that's a that's a non-starter. I mean, but as we as we're fond of saying, multiple things can be true. This is not a conversation for white people to have, but nonetheless. We can police ourselves, okay, yes, when, it comes, when it comes to what is problematic for the rest of us. No, black people are not a monolith. No. Mm-hmm. And defining blackness based on, you know, appearance or socioeconomic status right. or grammar or diction or thought process or political uh, affiliation, yes, extremely problematic. However, what is damaging and destructive, Jason, this is what I want to get to is this was what a week ago how effective was what tim scott said in his uh, gop rebuttal how effective was it in distracting uh and wasting time energy and bandwidth in the ensuing days from actual constructive conversations versus arguing and discussing a 
fact, a known fact, that America is by its nature a racist country? So, How much time did we just waste I, I, this past week? I don't see it in terms of wasted time. And like I said, we got to remember the larger context here, right? I mean, Bobby Jindal and, and Marco Rubio and uh, Michelle Bachman, Rand Paul, uh, now Tim Scott. Look, literally giving the Republican rebuttal to anything, it's the Madden curse. It never takes you anywhere. You're never going to be successful. You know, <laughs> Stacey Abrams gave a rebuttal last year. She's going to be so. She'll probably be governor by the end of next year. So let's remember that Tim Scott, he's not going to be, he hasn't launched anything. He hasn't changed a public discourse conversation. And remember, Michael, here we are. It has only been four or five days. And what are Republicans talking about? They're back to talking about trans girls uh, playing high school volleyball and screaming about critical right. race theory, which half of them don't know what it is. They're, so more, it, they're more worried about Liz Cheney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they don't stay on anything for too long because they ain't got nothing to stand on, right? So that's not too much of an issue. Yeah. What I think some people got bent out of shape about, and I don't know why, was Vice President Kamala Harris saying, well, America's not a racist country. See, what do we expect her to say? That's she's like the vice president. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's the vice president of the United States. Yeah. It's like it's like yeah, going to the it's like going to the vice president of a smoke. casino and, and having them say, "Do people have gambling addictions here at the Bellagio?" <laughs> I don't know, but we have set up plenty of programs to assist them if they do. Like she can't, she can't say that the empire that she has no, a heartbeat away from running that. is oppressive. No, yeah, hey, she, she can't say that. No, her. she can't. Yes, hey, Jason, she can't. You, you know, just real quick, I, I shared this uh, uh, with, with Mike off the air last week. I, I bet you know this story. Uh, I just want to just get your quick take on it. You know, what Tim Scott, he admitted this. He keeps talking about, uh, you know, that story about his grandfather, uh, you know, had to drop out of school in third grade. and He picked cotton, so they went from cotton to Congress. You know, his grandfather owned 900 acres. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come look, on, man. Look. You can't tell that story and have 900 acres. This is this is the same thing as 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 Ben Carson talking about how he was at a fried chicken establishment and, and was robbed or how he tried to stab somebody. What is it with these black Republicans that have to come up with these like biggie level? I got a story to tell you backgrounds in America. If you are black in America and over the age of 21 and haven't been shot killed, jailed, or in some other way escaped the criminal justice system, you're a freaking hero. You're a hero without the bad yeah. cape and the horrible costume and the wings. You're already Captain America. So I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get, like, I understand white politicians who are like, my father was a miller, because I guess they have to demonstrate that they have connections to working class. Every black person in America is probably one half generation away from somebody playing basketball, football, rapping, or being poor. That is how recent our wealth acquisition has been in this country. So if you have to make it up, it just means that you're trying to perform for an audience that needs a black narrative that's not necessarily connected to history. Hey, Jason, we, we got to be respectful of your time. We understand you got a hard out. Um, so yes. there's a million other things we could ask you about, including the search for uh, a black Superman. I'll save that for next week. But yes. for now, on Wednesday, for now, on Wednesday... We go. I want to go way back as we go to break, and I want to make you laugh as we go to break because I had this queued up last week, but we didn't run it. So I'm about to run this now. Oh, I'm taking it out. back to 1990. Taking it back to when it, when it came to Tim Scott. This is what came to mind because there's always okay. one. Taking it back to 1990. Damon Wayans, The Last Stand. Words, true words, have never been spoken. You remember this? 
wait, 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 wait. I just don't want to get too comfortable. Brothers can't afford to get too comfortable. Yeah. Because that's when you become the porn. That's when they use your ass. Anytime white people want to smooth over, they go get that rich and put you on TV to represent the people, you know? You have you asking your questions like, Damon, now that you made this $13 million, and, and we're not counting, now that you made all this money, let me ask you this. Let me just throw this out at you. You respond any way you want. I love this. Is there so racism much. in America? You be, you be sitting there thinking about that paycheck talking about, no, sir. If in there is, I ain't seen none. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. So, Mike, uh, are we back? Okay. All right. We're doubling. Oh, we're on the air. Ron Burgundy moment. We're live. (laughs) I I don't believe you. I don't believe you. (laughs) That was not how we were supposed to come back on the air. But that's uh, weird. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is what we do. And look, you know, here's the great thing, though, Mike. Seriously, for real, for real. Mm. What we do off the air is not so different than what we do on the air. So it's not like, mm. oh, oh, my God, you saw behind the curtain. This is behind the curtain. The whole show is behind the curtain. But let me, uh, I want to I uh, start here because I'm surprised Actually, I'm not surprised. I think it's intentional that you didn't start the show and that we are 45 minutes into the show and you just kind of... This time yesterday, we were still talking about analytics. Just for the, for the record, I just want to point that out. This time yesterday, we were still talking about analytics. Yes, just, we were. I, I just want... I, 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 just sorry. Sorry, let me interject hey. this real quick. I just want go you ahead, to go process go something. Because I, 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 honestly, I, I, I was thinking yesterday... After the show, I kept thinking because I, in 20 something years of doing this, I have never stayed 
in one conversation for an hour. Like <laughs> it was basically like we were on the phone. We were just we were just two we were like not two dudes on Zoom. We were just on the phone. Just on the phone. Ain't talking about nothing. Just on the phone. And this time yesterday, we had not taken a break. And we were 15 <laughs> minutes away from taking a break. Uh, unbelievable. And I was like, damn, was that terrible? Did we just set ourselves back? Did we just like, you know, was that the I, I really was losing sleep over I mean, not that I could do anything about it, but it was like, Hey man, who does that? Like we're not we're not so we don't lack self-awareness to that point, but it was just it was just one we were just in the moment. And the moment just happened to last sixty minutes. Anyway. Hey man. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, I just wanted to hey, I'm still <laughs> The great, the great, the great John Coltrane once played my favorite things for forty-five minutes. I mean, like, I, I, you know, what, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? It's one song, one song. You just inspired yeah, him. Yeah. It's just one song, but it has layers to it. So, anyway. Yeah. But I think it was, it's, it was, I think three, it's to- it was really three topics in one because it was Westbrook appreciation. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, Russell, it was sports, sports talk, talk radio. radio. Yeah. It was analytics. Analytics. And it was top point guard. So it's really four top. Actually, yeah. it was four topics. Visually, you wouldn't know that, but it was four topics in one. So I don't know. Maybe it wasn't so bad. It's never as good or as bad as it seems. Anyway, what were you about? Well, I will tell you this. I think it's very telling that it's 347 Eastern time. And if I hadn't brought up Bucks Nets, I just wonder if it was going to come up at all. You couldn't stop talking about sure. Russell Westbrook yesterday. For an hour, you spent an hour on Russell Westbrook, <laughs> but we almost Only go an hour ridiculous in. Ridiculous things, and you can't mention that twice in the last three or four days. The Bucks and Nets have met, and twice, yeah, we got the same result. A yes, Nets loss. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. the type, you know, Mike. I'm not a type a type of person who overreacts to things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of I just kind of take things as they come. I don't want to give any hot takes here. I need to here. change my shirt. I need to uh, change my shirt. I'm sorry. I don't I'm, wanna, this, this is so distracting. It, 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 it's, it's interesting. It, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> um, you know, but here, in all seriousness, Mike, in all seriousness, it's, it's, it's a regular season game. And the Good. Brooklyn Nets are clearly not trying to, they're not going all out to win the top spot in the East. It doesn't matter to them, clearly. Because if it mattered to them a couple of weeks ago when they played Philly in a best-in-the-East matchup game, here's a tiebreaker game, they were coming They were coming back in the fourth quarter and Kyrie Irving, who was having a great game. That's, not the, that's not the game I saw. That's not the game. I, that's not, I don't know what game. They've been, the Philly game? been hard for games. No, the, yeah, the Bucs games. These have been hard like, for games. That it's not, and that's taken away from the Bucks that, that the Sixers are saying, saying that I'm the Nets the game are trying. Not Hold on. I didn't say that. Okay. I didn't say they're not trying. You said they are they're trying. Not trying. I don't think they are trying to. I don't think it's their mission. I don't think one of their goals is to finish with the best record in the Eastern Conference. If that were the case, they have a very strange way of showing it. Maybe their actions uh, don't, don't match up with their feelings. So I don't think that that's, that's, that's what they look at as their holy grail. But that's not even the point. My point is, regular season nets, what we see in the regular season is not what we're going to see in the playoffs. I think in the playoffs, uh, it's a little more complicated than what we've seen in a regular season. Well, there's one, there's, as there's one big nets, difference. Yeah, which is one big yeah, difference that you haven't gotten to, to yet. 
I'm gonna get to name it right plan. now. Well, okay, well, start with that. You got I got to start with that. That's the lead. Harden didn't play. No, 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 no name. I'm telling you what the lead is. I got a feature lead. That's the lead. I got a feature story. I'm doing a feature story. Stop backing into the post. You do the hard news story. You go ahead right for the This is me of all people. This is this is me of all people telling you to get to the point quickly. No, and listen. This is you go ahead. Me saying I never wanted to. I never wanted to work for the Associated Press. So you go ahead and do your AP, ESPN, news services, NBC, Wired reports. Uh, blah, 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 first paragraph, and then formula. I ain't doing that. I'm taking my time. But I'm saying that as I watch these two games, not only James Harden is not a luxury for the Nets, James Harden is an absolute necessity for them to get what they've done. Mm, so all three of those first guys. Correct thing you said about the Nets them. all season. That was Ooh, great. they that was need great. him. Say that again. Say they that for the people him. in the back. Hey, He's not a balcony. luxury. I see you up in the balcony. Appreciate you. James yes. Harden is an absolute necessity for the Nets to get mm-hmm. where they need to go. They are a different team without him. And I know they've done well with uh, each of those three as the highlights. Spotlight on Kyrie, they're good. Without the other two. Spotlight on KD without the other two, they're good. Spotlight on Harden, they're fine. But those two guys against the best teams in the East and ultimately if they're trying to get into the NBA Finals, best teams in the league, Harden gives them a dimension that they just can't replicate. They can't approximate it anywhere else. So that was my takeaway from these two games. I'd love to tell you that, oh, the Bucs are going to beat the, they're going to win the East. I'm not ready to say that. Uh, even though I'd like to Man. say that, I'm not ready to go there. I, what, what I, I, what I saw here was uh, a Harden absence. And I got even more, ooh, a little bit of a tease. I got even more of a surprise regarding Harden in the 4 o'clock hour. The floor is yours. I'm pleasantly surprised. That was a reasonable, measured take. Um, I thought you would probably, um, and I wasn't avoiding this topic for the record. Um, yeah, but I thought but you that's were. Okay. No, no, I just, I, no, not at all. I mean, I just, there was an opportunity, I mean, okay, behind the curtain, as I was scripting the show in my head, there was an opportunity for me to pat myself on the back off top. Why would I pass that up? There was an opportunity okay. for me to point out the fact that the you news and today regarding play. Aaron Rodgers' text thread. That's your boy. I actually invoked the same parallel or the same comparison last week. So that's why we started with Aaron Rodgers. Um, but we're here now. Um, so I wasn't avoiding the topic. But I'm actually pleasantly surprised, and I appreciate you not reading too much into it. Although I thought you might, I mean, listen, it would have been consistent because the Sixers are your team in the East. Yeah. You, uh, you took in the Bucks. You adopted the Bucks. <laughs> um, just as a backup plan. <laughs> yeah. In case the Bucks come out of it, you know. So I thought hey, you'd be like, it's hey, it's game, bro. I, t- I it's tried to tell game. you the Bucks were underrated. The, the team with the two-time MVP. And the and the on best left, regular Cap. team from last year's yeah, you on know, your left, that's what, Cap. I, that's what I that's what I was expecting here. But I, but you are 100 percent right. I love Harden is not a a luxury; he's a necessity. I love that. Um, am I tripping or is my is my feet? No, you, you got look. You know what you know what it looked like, Mike? I got a delay. Your screen. What? You ever watch those? Uh, you ever watch those shows? Those 1970 shows when they start to think. Like, oh, remember five years ago? And then you get the dream sequence. They flash back. And the screen yeah. 
gets all wavy yeah. and blurry. That's what it looked like. Yeah. You were in a dream se- okay. you were in a dream sequence, but now you're back. See, see, your I'll get back to my point in a second. Your audio is synced up with your picture. Yeah. I don't know that mine is so right yours. now. It is. Is it? Yes. Interesting. Okay. All right. This is fantastic. They're trying this to diagnose. Fantastic trying to right di- we, listen, man, we've been we've been building a plane while we fly it since August or since September. Okay. So this ain't nothing new. Yeah. Um what I was gonna say was when it comes to the nets. Oh, I thought you were going to say um that Harden that, that this was just an example of that the Bucks have been slept on, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking, and that you know that the Nets were not going to make it to the conference finals. Because what this, what this does mean, given the Sixers' schedule, the Sixers will probably have the number one seed, meaning that if they both make it, that it will be Bucks nets We'll get a lot more of these games, six or seven of them, in the second round of the Eastern Conference Fine, uh, playoffs. So that's why I thought you were going to go that, you know what, this just shows that the Nets ain't going to get there. Um, but know. I'm glad you were measured when it could. But I, this, now I, the Nets- I, my takeaway from... My takeaway from the Bucks taking the season series is that this is the only series they're going to take from the Nets this season. So congratulations. Mm. I don't know if they give out t-shirts, caps, or hang banners for regular season yeah. series winners, but when these two teams play, presumably at full strength, the Bucks, with all due respect, will not prevent the Nets, the Nets from taking down your Sixers in the Eastern Conference Finals on their way to the NBA Finals. And what I'm actually hoping for now, as I, as I pass it back to you, what I'm actually hoping for now is a long first-round series. I think the best thing that could happen to the Brooklyn Nets would be a protracted, a surprisingly long, arduous, difficult, challenging uh, test in the first That's round. A good point. Yes. Because they need more than seven games together. I'm not worried about yeah, it. Oh. But seven games Ooh, with those three guys playing is like that's not ideal to go into a series with a team like Milwaukee that has plenty of continuity. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And they are they're running out of time. They're running out of time to kind of reverse the situation. So I, I'm gonna say, I think we keep it where it is right here at the top of the Eastern Conference. I think Philadelphia is gonna finish. Their schedule down the stretch is not challenging at all. So I think Philadelphia's going to finish with the top seed in the East. I think Brooklyn's going to be two, and Milwaukee's going to be three. So 2-7. If Brooklyn has a 2-7 game, it doesn't matter who that seven seed is. It doesn't matter. Miami, Boston, Charlotte, doesn't matter. Uh, you can go to a game seven against any of those teams that I mentioned, and you're going to win it. Because they're, they're, they're too talented to lose to a seven seed. Who am I talking they're, they're to? They're too talented. Who am I talking? Who am I? I know. Talking to? Is this my? Wait, I know. I know. Who, who am I talking? And I, I'll tell you what, what happened to Michael Halley. It's yeah. even more. I even got more. Whew. Ah. All right. It's confession time. I'm scared of Brooklyn. They scare me. I'm gonna tell you why they scare me. Why do they scare me? Uh, I'm, this is the first time. A sports team will be compared <laughs> to a political party. Man, it's probably not the first time. But I, Brooklyn is kind of like the Republican Party in that 
You know, we always talk about Ugh. Republicans Ugh. when it comes to black. Oh, you, uh, I know. And that's something. Why'd you, why, why'd you do that? Yeah. Why'd you do that? And I, I, I probably view them. I probably view them similarly. You know, I said, we but you definitely about, have uh, my attention. You, you, you definitely have my yeah. attention. So I'm curious where this is going. <laughs> you know how we always talk about uh, Republicans when it comes to uh, black folks. And, and we all know that there are a lot of black conservatives who are Democrats. And that if Republicans ever figured out what we know, Michael, if they ever figured it out, they'd have a lot more black Republicans. But I'm not about to tell them. So I just hope they never, I hope they never figure it out. Or maybe they figured it out and they don't care. They don't care to go that route. Because sure, you'd bring in, if they ever figured out, you bring in more black folks, but you lose more of your base. So it's more important yeah. to keep their base than to recruit yeah. more black members. Yeah. And, and Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn is like that because Brooklyn... I know what they're, I know what would make them great. If they ever figure out, it's all here. If they figure out that thing, they're dangerous. What's all there? I am counting on them not you figuring it out. There? No, figuring out oh, what? no what, what do you think? Or, it is? Or, please don't tell me, please don't tell me you still, are you still on that preseason thing that, they, that they're sensitive and they got rabbit no, ears? Nope. You still nope, on that nope, preseason nope, storyline? Nope, nope, okay. Nope, nope, what? nope, nope, nope. What is nope. it? What, what haven't they figured out? They know what the I hierarchy. Think? They know what the hierarchy is. The hierarchy I'll, is I'll, when, I'll, when, I'll, when Harden is playing, it's Harden's show. Kyrie yeah. gives up the ball, it's Harden's show. Durant's going to get his regardless. Durant... Durant rolls out of bed and gets 30 on, on 12 shots or 15 shots, okay? Um, and Kyrie gets in where he fits in. So they know the, there, there is no that, that, that fear that there's only one ball. They're not gonna, they sh- they sh- when they play no, together, that's not it. No, it's, that's not it. they share the ball. So whatever they figured out then, what is it they figured out? No, I think it, I, I, it without giving it away, because I don't, I really, I honestly, I'm serious. And I don't think, I don't think Steve Nash is watching. He might I don't be. think Steve Nash is watching. He should be. He should be. Okay. And if he's not watching, well, I guess, Steve, I guess you're not as cool as I thought you were. I guess yeah, your I mean, taste he can come to the cookout, as, but I don't think he's watching Brother from Another. I guess your taste is not as good as I thought it was. I, I'll say it this way. I would describe it as, let's call it, uh, the category would be championship motivation. Like, what's your, what's your agenda? What's your why? What's in it for you? Why, why, why is it important to win this championship? And, and I, I think, I think uh, I'm, not, I'm less concerned. I mean, it's going to surprise you. I'm, I'm more concerned about him. Number 11. I think he's a wild card. And it's not a shot thing. It's not, it's not hey, I need to have X amount of shots. I think it's just buy-in. I think it's just giving yourself i think it's thinking of something that's larger than you and being a part of a championship fabric and being a piece of that puzzle and not going outside of what your role is i'm not sure he's in it for that and if he ever does if kyrie that's my guy it used to be Harden. i think kyrie what gives you this idea what gives you this idea yeah, just I, I saw him here, uh, like seeing him up close here for a couple of years. 
and then watching some of the huh. so I, I see some things and I hear some things that I don't like that I wouldn't like if I were on his team. Let's put it that way. If I wanted the Nets to win, that I don't like. Can I say something? And, Can I say something without you? Yeah, go ahead. Like I'm disrespecting you? No, go ahead. I, Disrespect me. Go ahead. Respectfully. No, no, man. Respect, respectfully. I, I think you said you've seen him. I think you're making a lot of assumptions because they're, you haven't seen them together. I think it just goes back to like, we don't know what the Brooklyn Nets are. We know what they've had to be by necessity, but we don't know what they are. And, I, and because you haven't seen Kyrie and Durant and Harden play 60, 60 something games together, I don't think you or any of us, I don't even think the Nets have a feel for who they are. So it's hard to, I think it's, it's difficult for any of us to assign an identity or a personality. It sounds like what you're kind of getting at, Michael, is your, is your, spe- your skepticism is the, is the soul of this team, the personality of this team, the why for this team. And yeah, I don't think um, anybody can yeah, sense it if they've, only, if, if, this, if they've only played seven games together. It's not like yeah. you've had a chance to really watch them all. So, I mean, respectfully, I think you're making a lot of assumptions about who you think sure. Kyrie Irving sure. is or it's, still is. It's, uh, by the way, in court, circumstantial evidence counts. You can make a case based on circumstantial evidence. They don't throw that out of court. You can put pieces of circumstantial evidence together and you can win a case. So, yeah, a lot of it is circumstantial evidence. A lot of it is what I perceive. Uh, I, I'm hopeful that my biases that I've been upfront with, okay, I'm telling you what biases I have, I don't want to see them win. <laughs> so that's the bias I have. I don't like the team. All right, well, yeah, I'm glad we just got that out. Okay, good. I don't like okay, the team, good. I'm, I'm, you know, but That's a perfect I'm way to fearful. wrap up this segment. <laughs> I'm fearful yes. of the team. Yeah. I am fearful I, of what, what they're I, capable of. When you said you were fearful I hope they earlier, never I achieved. thought it was... Hope they never figure it out. You fear the unknown. You fear what you don't understand, and you fear the unknown. Let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, Maybe later on. No, I understand it. I just hope they never understand. Maybe later on. Oh, I understand. Maybe later on. I don't want them to. If we get back, if we get back to it, I I do want to get into uh, Budenholzer on the hot seat and this uh, this other athletic report. Uh, If time permits, we'll come back to the subject of the Milwaukee Bucks, but. We're going to act like a real show today and take a break. And maybe we will realize that we're back on camera when we come back. Don't change. Don't you dare change. Don't change. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. How's that? Oh, come on. <laughs> what? <laughs> How's that? A better? Oh. A better? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. You're getting Switch closer. Switch it up a little bit. Oh, yeah. 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 You said you were going to change. Yeah. I thought you were going to change color. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you changed. You just, why, are you cha- why are you explaining the joke? 
Hey, you're not supposed to explain this, hey, You know why? I why thought am you I were explaining gonna, When you change, I thought you were going to change color. Hey, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey listen. Hey, jerk, listen. She whiz. Everybody, <laughs> let, me explain, let me explain this to you. Let me explain, let me explain how this works. It's not for the radio audience. On, it for is for the radio audience. audience. Everybody's not watching on Peacock TV. Nobody's watching. I'm saying... Sirius Channel 211. <laughs> so they say, what are they talking about? No oh, what Lord. a anyway, Okay, you're right, you're right. You're you the expert to... on sports. You're the expert in sports talk radio. I am. I'm so sorry. I am. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're so wrong. You're so wrong yesterday. I'm sorry. As a matter of fact. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Mike. I'm Mike, so sorry. I probably Not only got, have you written books I, about dynasties and sports figures, you wrote the book on sports talk radio. I apologize. Well, so you're right. I'm working on it. You need to explain it. the jokes. Mike, because, I mean, seriously. I don't think you explained the joke at the top of the show, but, okay, fine. You need to explain the wardrobe malfunction at the top, but what? I tried what? to spare your feelings. I probably have, no exaggeration, like 35, 45 texts from people yesterday. We're saying Smith is so off about sports talk radio. What's he talking about? I guarantee. If, if, I guarantee you, thirty-five or forty-five people wasn't watching our show yesterday. I guarantee you they weren't watching. <laughs> I, that, 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 I guarantee you, there were not forty-five people that not only were they watching yes, or listening, hey. took the time out to care. What Bill Parcells say? <laughs> I don't think they took the time out to weigh in. <laughs> On our sports talk radio debate that was buried in our hour-long Russell Westbrook analytics debate. Okay? It was one of the best conversations it. in the history of sports media. Uh, can, can I tag on? Let me give you a tag on real quick. Since you brought up that Bill Parcells, yeah. there's a there's a mm-hmm. postscript to that nobody gives a, you know what? Yeah. So, you know, Scott Pioli is Bill Parcells' son-in-law. Yes, Scott Pioli. Dallas. Uh, Scott Pioli is very close friends with the former general manager of the Cleveland Indians, Mark Shapiro. So Mark Shapiro meets Bill Parcells. They're at a wedding. So Parcells says to him, hey, Mark, how you doing? How's everything going with the baseball team this year? And Pioli's sitting right there. Shapiro says, oh, you know what, coach? We've had a lot of injuries to the top of our rotation. Uh, it really, we haven't, we, didn't, we got off to a poor start, and Pioli's saying, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He doesn't know, know who he's going. talking to. <laughs> right. Parcells says, Mark, Mark, stop. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Nobody gives yeah. a blank. No, so Shapiro's like, okay, I get it. Pe- Shapiro goes to the bathroom. He goes to the bathroom. He's using the bathroom. Straight, true story. Using the bathroom. Standing there at the urinal. Okay. He, he, Parcells is in the bathroom next to him. He goes, hey, Mark. Hey, hey Mark. Remember. It's water cold. <laughs> Nobody gives. <laughs> <laughs> Always coaching, so, always coaching. They never always stop coaching. coaching. I, right. I thought he pulled a Richard Pryor. This water cold when it's deep too. Oh no, um, uh, no, they just never, they just never stop. So it became small talk turned into let me coach. Let me tell you something, son. Let me tell you something. Um, let me tell you. Something. Anyway, so 
Hey, like Michael, I don't know. I don't know about sports talk radio, local sports talk radio. I've always been a national guy myself, so ooh, nice. not quite sure how sniff how that works. Um, sniff. <laughs> um. Yes, you got it. You got it. Listen, I'm not sure. You take that one. You take that one. I'm not sure. That was a take good that one. That was good. Right? That was good. Right. Take that that was good, right? That you was know, good. You got, you yeah. got it. That was that was damn funny. I mean, I know that was damn. Funny, I know you right? worked in you worked in local radio, local for thirteen, local for thirteen years. I did national for fifteen. <laughs> oh man! But seriously, I, I think oh, you would agree. Right. I think that's even right. your local audience would agree. Even your local audience would agree, Michael, that um, there is no sweeter, low hanging fruit than lists. Yeah, nothing like lists, local, national, international. Everybody loves and loves to hate lists. So um, we're going to make it easier on ourselves for a while here. And we're going we're gonna to go get into some lists. And, you know, we'll either clown some people, uh, disagree with some people, probably will make a fool of ourselves at some point. But nonetheless, they're always fun. They're great fodder. So, with your permission, let's start with uh, probably the most controversial. The, the sport that has the most controversial lists is always the NBA. There's lists, and then there's NBA lists. NBA lists, nothing gets the people going. Nothing's more provocative than NBA right. lists of any kind. Mount Rushmore, top five, top ten. It just... It just yeah. no nobody is ever satisfied. There is no it's, it's, right. the NBA list is right up there with all time uh, MCs lists, all time MCs and NBA lists. People fight over those. Okay, so our folks at the Ringer, God bless them, decided to put out a top twenty five NBA players list. This season, and it's a doozy. This the well, top twenty five. Well, yes, this season. I'll, I'll read you the top 20. Okay, the headline is top 25 players in the NBA. Subhead, ranking the very best the league has to offer as the 2020-2021 season nears its conclusion. Yeah. I'll read you the, the, the introduction. With the season drawing to a close, the Ringer staff has reconvened to rank the best players in the NBA with a few wrinkles to the usual process. Voters were given a simple, painful task. Rank the best 25 players in the NBA today. Um, and it is said only this year they limited their panel to a, a pool of regular analysts. Um, yeah. And it, and, the, and the results were based on average ranking. All right. So, without further ado, here's the list, and I've been given some further context on the list. So here is the list. Without further ado, this is the the, the Ringers' top 25 NBA players. Now on the website they go 25 to one. I don't know how we laid it out, but uh, we can show it at any, any there we go. Uh, there you okay, go. we went backward too. It says 25 to 11. For our radio audience, Michael, or podcast audience, I will read it in case you're not reading along on the internet. How about that, Michael? Yeah, man, they'll be that. disrespecting our people, man. How about some, uh, put a little more respect on it. 25 yeah, is Carl Anthony Towns. All right, like, so right then and there, 25, Carl Anthony Towns. 24, Drew Holiday. 23, Bam Adebayo. 
22, Donovan Mitchell. 21, Julius Randle. 20, Devin Booker. 19, Bradley Beal. 18, Rudy Gobert. 17, Jason Tatum. Pause, pause, pause. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just want I just want you to realize what you said. You said, not that you said it, but you just read the list. You said 21 Randall, 20 Devin Booker, 19 Bradley Bill, 18 Rudy Gobert. That's funny. Keep going. That's funny. Give me a break. 17 Jason Tatum, 16 Kyrie Irving, 15 Jimmy Butler, 14 Paul George, 13 Zion Williamson. 12, Chris Paul, 11, Damian Lillard, and now for the top 10, according to The Ringer. These are the top 25 NBA players today. 10, Luka Doncic, 9, Anthony Davis, 8, James Harden, 7, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 6, Kawhi Leonard, 5, Kevin Durant, 4, Steph Curry, 3, Joel Embiid, two, LeBron James, and one, Nikola Jokic. Now, Michael, I want to see if you see what I see in this list. Because certain inclusions and certain rankings tell you what's wrong with this list. Whether you want to talk about number 25, number one, or anybody in between, there is a, a, a flaw in the construction of this list and it is readily apparent. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'd love for you to tell me what the flaw is. I'm going to tell you this right now. Honestly, I don't have a problem with the 10 players that, uh, for the most part, for the 10 players in the top 10. I, I just don't. I don't have a problem with them. I might reorder them. I did reorder them, actually. Based on right now, I'm taking the right now seriously. So LeBron, right now, is not the second best ah. player in the league. Not right now. Ah. Anthony Davis. Ah. Anthony Davis right now is not the ah. best player in the league. Then you got it. Then you got it. So just the you understand what the problem is. All right. No, the problem is that not everyone understood the assignment, and that was my assumption when I read the list. But now I got further context. So apparently. And this is information from the podcast version of this top 25 list. Not all the panelists understood and they viewed it differently. Mm. So the decision was made not to qualify the lists. And therefore, some view the list as best player and others view the list as best this season. Mm. Then again, the average is how they got the rankings. So, for example, one writer viewed it as best this season and therefore, rightfully so, came to the conclusion that nobody has been better than Nikola Jokic. Right. But another writer saw it as there being no better player in basketball than LeBron James, regardless of injuries. Right, right, right. And so, so what you had, so that's why Carl Anthony Towns is number 25, this for right now. That's why Nikola Jokic is number one for right on now. this list because for right now, yeah. So like number one is this season because an MVP ba- MVP ballot starts with Nikola Jokic, but like 
number this season, I don't think Carl Anthony Towns has been the 25th best player in the NBA this season. For example, and in, and in, all in between, you can quibble with the order because clearly not everybody understood the assignment. And that's what makes NBA lists so fascinating because because nobody we talked yesterday about nuance. Okay? If lists are not great for nuance. So if we went and I and I have my list. Did you make a list? I made a top 10 list. Did you make a list? I did. Of course. Okay, cool. Of course. Well, of course. I don't know. Maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Of course. All right. So of course. um so we we made lists. And so you know, if we sat up here and said, who are the top 10 players in the NBA? Most people aren't going to take the time to decipher what we're talking about, like, as of 421 on April on May 5th. Or are we talking about just in general, based on body of work? Like, who would you start a franchise with? Who's the best player, regardless of what's going on right now? So um, do you want to go through our list? And then kind of just talk about how we see these players, or do you want to say anything else I, about the ringers list before we get into our list? No, I think I think I think we got the ringers list, but I want to ask you, were you um how did you did you approach your list in the right now? Hey, this right yes. at this moment, right here, right May fifth, yes. who's available so, right now? Or so remember, how did remember you? yesterday? Remember, remember yesterday's show? I remember yesterday's show among the many topics that morphed into that hour-long segment. Um, we actually call back to our preseason top 10 lists. And yeah. those lists, and ESPN has done this every year, and it's always caused an argument. ESPN preseason does a projection list. These are going to be the best players in the league, going to be the best players in the league this season. And nobody ever reads the fine print. So we reviewed that list yesterday. So to answer your question, my my list, so this is from December. This was going into the season. Yeah. Both of us had LeBron number one. Both of us had Jokic too low in terms of being predictive. Obviously, Anthony Davis has been hurt. Giannis is a top three player. We expected him to be a top three player then. He's a top three player now. Luka, Dane, Steph, usual suspects quibble with the order, okay? So this was predictive going into this season. So to answer your question, my understanding of the assignment or how I chose to approach the assignment is I ranked the top 10 players right now based on 2020-2021 performance. Yes. That's how I ranked them. Okay, so here we go. It's Jokic, hands down, number one. And Bede's number two. Giannis, I could have put at number two. And the only reason Giannis Ooh. doesn't get more love I for like third seven. straight MVP is because third straight MVP. I Four, like seven a lot. The supernova that has been Steph Curry. Five, arguably the best leader in the NBA with apologies to LeBron James, Chris Paul. Six, Luka Doncic, who is a victim of his preseason hype because I don't think I don't think people are appreciate how brilliant he's been this season because he hasn't been the MVP that he was expected to be preseason. Seven, Julius Randle, the league's leader in minutes, who has carried the Knicks back to relevance and a fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Damian Lillard, who was doing God's work, trying to drag the Blazers past the first round, got him back into the playoffs with that God-awful defense and injuries. 
The guy, I picked the guy who anchored the Utah Jazz, who for most of the season have been the best team, who anchors their defense in Rudy Gobert. And, and it was tough to include Russell Westbrook, but I could not disregard. And this ride was tough to include Russell Westbrook. Again, like I say about every list, because 10, because the, like I, everybody can't go. Everybody can't be in it. And I picked Russell because it is hard to leave out a guy who's leading the league in assists per game, uh, is leading the Wizards to relevance and into the play-in tournament, with apologies to Bradley Beal, and who's rewriting the record book, regardless of whether you think triple-doubles are overrated or inflated or devalued or whatever you want to assign to him. Nobody's doing what Russell Westbrook is doing. So I had to put him in the top You know top what's 10. interesting? I, I hated to leave out... I mean, pick somebody. Jimmy Butler. I hated to leave out Kawhi Leonard. James Harden. Okay, just, I'll, I'll make this last note and then you got it. So you may be saying, Michael, if you're one of the two or three people who watch this show regularly, you may be saying, Michael, you've been putting on for James Harden all season. You had James Harden as your MVP this season. Or you may be saying, what kind of a list does not have LeBron James in it? What kind of a list doesn't have LeBron James in the top? What kind of top 10? This, this, this is, it's because of the injuries. Okay? The people that I left out, whether it's Durant, whether it's Harden, whether it's LeBron, everybody I left out, people, was strictly based off of injuries. Well, that's it. It's interesting. That's it. It's that's why I left that you say that. Because Professor Smith, Professor Smith, Graded down. No, no. Professor Holly graded down. Professor Professor Holly graded down. Graded out on injuries. I took him down on my list. Yeah. I didn't take him out. So I got James and Harden. I mean LeBron James and and James Harden and Durant on the list. I ain't taking him out. Number one player in the NBA, even though Jokic will be the MVP. And deservedly so. But the number one player in the NBA all year has been Embiid on uh, offensively, defensively, everything he has done for Philadelphia, getting them to the number one seed, anchoring them as the number one seed in the East. Embiid's the best player in the league uh, this year, in my opinion. Jokic, Steph, number three. Luka, same thing. Yeah, I know you're surprised him Luka love. LeBron should be one or two, but injuries take him down. Harden out. Uh, several weeks. Injuries take him down. Kawhi. Uh, Giannis probably should be a little bit higher. Uh, Durant injuries. And I'm so mad, dude, that you put Russell Westbrook on your list. I desperately wanted to start a fight. I wanted you to say, how is Westbrook in your top 10? And you messed around and put Westbrook on your list. I'm sorry Man. to disappoint you. But listen, it was, it was a last-minute decision. Because, I mean, I think I had Butler in there at one point. But see, for me, this is my issue. And this is why I just I just disqualified. Like, I, I think I think my threshold was like 50 games or something like that. Like, it, and, and Embiid is, I want to say, at 48. So maybe I made an exception for Embiid. But that's what's hard about it. I just straight up disqualified if you miss so many games. And in Harden's case, it's the, you know, the beginning of the season with Houston. We know what he, how he acted there. And then lately, I just disqualified, honestly, because it was simpler. Because I don't know how you put LeBron James fifth. 
if you're going to count LeBron James. Like, I, I count mean, him, I, unless you're just but saying he's it. compromised. He's compromised. Like LeBron, like for example, he's back, but he's going to miss tomorrow and Friday's games. Uh, and he may yeah, miss right. more. I don't know. He may miss more games. So, so are so we? If, okay. So just to make sure we're both on the same page, were we basically recognizing? We're not ranking these players. We're not saying player A is better than player B. We're recognizing their performance this season. And so you're, you're saying that LeBron's performance this season, because of his lack of availability, yeah, yes, is if he, fifth. That's, if he's healthy, okay, fifth. All right. Yeah, I'm saying, but look, if he's healthy, see, I just thought I'd just rather take him out altogether. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me. It's just That's, hard for yeah. me, as you said. It's a list. It's the NBA, and it doesn't have LeBron in any context. It's hard. I know that's, that, bruh. That's hard. That took some that's guts. If I may say, that was courageous on my part. But this is what my this is my well, issue was with the word. ringers list, and this that's one word. Idiotic could be another. But this is my issue with the ringers list. The ringers list. You can't have Nikola Jokic one and LeBron James two. And be doing and be doing the same assignment. You're not reading from the same book. That's true. That's and true. I love the right, 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 right. You're not reading from the That's same true. book. That's true. Because if it's, if LeBron James is two, then he should be one. Because clearly, y'all thought we're talking about okay, who's the best right. player in the NBA in a vacuum in a bubble, not in Orlando last year, but in a bubble. Well, they who's the best player in the NBA? But you just explained it. You just explained it. The, but our they list, weren't. But, but, they did. They weren't have, exactly. They weren't clearly. They, they weren't doing the same assignment. That's why it's one so two. I, so I took it to an extreme in my list. I took it to the extreme and I said, okay, you know what? I'm not even going to try to quantify these injuries. The, I think the takeaway, the grand takeaway, the lesson is this season has just been funky. It's just been a funky season. And Nikola Jokic, thank goodness for him, he has been so brilliant. I was looking at this today. Hold on, let me, re- let me read this for you real quick. All right, let me read this for you real quick. Hold on. This is, this is, this is fascinating. All right. I know, you, I know you're, not, you're not an analytics guy. I know you hate analytics. We learned that yesterday. You hate analytics. All right? I know this. All right? I know I'm going to let you do it. But I just want to point out these stats. I'm going to let you stats. do it because you hopefully, know what? Hopefully, hopefully, these, hopefully these stats are too complicated for you to process. Because you know what? Okay? Hey, hey. Um, some, cliches, <laughs> some, some cliches are true. You know that cliche? Uh-huh. Hurt people hurt people? Yeah, you're just hurting, man. And I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to reach out to you. I'm going to love you anyway. I'm going to pray Player for you. efficiency pray for rating. You, brother. Player efficiency rating, Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Win shares, Nikola Jokic. Offensive win shares, Nikola Jokic. Win shares per 48 minutes, Nikola Jokic. Box plus minus, Nikola Jokic. Offensive box plus minus, Nikola Jokic. Value over replacement player, also known as VORP for the, uh, you know, analytics deficient, Nikola Jokic. No, I don't know why they'd be deficient. Mike, those are just numbers. Just numbers. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Just statistics. So, anyway, Nikola Jokic has made it so easy for MVP voters, both in terms of what he's done, but also he's played in all these games. I just decided yeah. that, it, you know, if I'm talking about top players this year, same as – it's basically an MVP ballot is what I did. I basically did a most valuable player ballot. If, if, if you look, My list is probably if – if I were a voter – my list is probably what my ballot would look like. Let me see my list one more time. Let me just double check it. Let me make sure. I think that's how, how I would vote it. If uh, if if so I you got Jokic, um, I hope I. Jokic I got Jokic and Embiid, Giannis. Then Embiid second. 
I may, I may flip flop Steph and Chris Paul. If I were if I were filling out a ballot, I may flip flop those two, just because of what Chris yeah. Paul has done for Phoenix. Steph has been brilliant. I'm, I'm torn at four Look what five. Steph's done for the that's Warriors. That's my most valuable player. Well, no, no question, no question, no question. And the Warriors, I mean, he does not have the what? same supporting cast that Chris Paul does. And, no. But I'm saying Chris Paul, like to take a team to the top of the Western Conference, that was in the, you know, that was at the at the bottom of the, or they, you know, what were they playing? They were. They went 8-0 in the bubble, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. The point being, from out of the playoffs to the top of the conference and a real contender, that's the that's the Chris Paul Midas touch. So I'm torn with four and five, but if I were to fill out a most valuable player bracket, uh, ballot, excuse me, my top five at least would look like that. That's what it would look like. And I also yeah, got caught up in, the, in got, the stories too, Michael. Like, again, the Chris Paul Phoenix story. Get it. Julius Randle and what he's meant for the Knicks. You know, I can't not respect Utah and Rudy Gobert, who's going to win another Defensive Player of the Year award. I, he's been the anchor for that defense. I couldn't leave him out. And Russell Westbrook just been—he's been—he's just been on one lately. Until so that's why I, I did not. I guess we both surprised each other today. You surprised me with your Nets take. You probably didn't think I was going to recognize Russell's brilliance. I did not. I didn't. Man, I'm really disappointed. I just can't tell you. Uh, Cause I just wanted to, I wanted to keep fighting. You want to argue for an hour? You want to argue for another hour? Is Not for did? an hour. <laughs> I, I didn't want to do it for an hour. I thought we'd just put a little, yeah. you know, a couple more jabs in there, get in there, spar around, spar. I didn't want to knock you out. I just wanted to, you know, throw some punches and we good. Hey, man. I mean, you know how I, it is. was there something? Okay, I have a question. I guess my question as we go to break, as my, I guess my question would be, what could you possibly say about Russell Westbrook today that you didn't say yesterday? Like, there's more? Yeah, there's a lot. There's oh, my God. Lot. Oh, my God. More lists. Let's, do some, let's do some more lists Ooh. on the other side. We got a couple more You know lists. what? A couple more. Am I, working, am I working on another book deal? Am I working on a book deal? Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, so this next list is, I think, going to be much less of a nuanced conversation, is much less complicated, and therefore should be a quicker conversation. Famous last words, but that's what I anticipate. Uh, I don't really think it's much of a discussion. Yeah, right. I don't really think it's much of a discussion. Um, So the homie Damian Lillard was on with uh, Dan Patrick yesterday. And Dan asked him about the greatest shooter of all time. And uh, Damian Lillard um, never won at Black's Confidence. He gave the right answer, but he added a little something, on, a little something extra on the end. Is he a better shooter than you? I think Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. Yeah. Are you second? I think I'm top five. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think I'm top. I think I'm top five. I would put myself really high up there is because I'm not a guy that gets high quality shots. A lot of my shots are off the dribble, contested, um, from from deep range. Uh, like me and Steph shoot a lot of similar <clears throat> three pointers, and I feel like I don't even get the 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 clean looks that he gets because of you know the way their offense is set up. He's you know, sometimes he ends up wide open because of some of the actions that they in or transition. They'll screen for him, you know, before the defense is set, and he's he's more open. Um, but I think when it comes to that, um, I'm at the I'm top of the top. You know, I'm right up there. Damn! Listen, man, I like it. I mean, I like the logic. Damian Lillard. I, he's I like he, the logic. he's one of my favorite players. He's one of my favorite yeah. interviews because he never says anything. That lacks thought. Every time I hear yeah. Damian Lillard, he's always given thought to the subject and gives a very detailed, ex, 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 you know, just expository answer. Like, I remember yeah. um, Shaq asked him a question. I showed it to my son when he talked about why he's so confident in clutch situations because he's like, so he practiced. You know, I deserve to make these shots. No, not just practice, yeah. not just muscle, but he's like, I deserve this result. You know what I mean? It was like, wow. I was like, I never heard it explained that way. So when he said, so, hey, I'm top five. Like, oh, no, you ain't top five. But then it's like, well, wait a second here. When you factor in degree of difficulty, not to mention, he's right there with Steph in terms of those ridiculous half-court deep threes in his range. We know how he shoots in pressure situations. There is an argument to be made. And he made it. A very compelling case for a like top it. five. The reason he's not top five is because I believe that club is is closed. I believe that club is closed. And I don't know well, that anybody's going to get into it in a long time. Well, you know, I haven't thought about it, Mike. Uh, who, well, who are the other four? If you got Steph as one. And there, there are two people. About there are two people standing outside the club that could very well get in. So but what's your list? Can't, you know why? Because five, it's real easy. Steph, Clay, Ray, Reggie, Larry. That's the list. That's it. Steph, Clay, no. Ray, Reggie, Larry. No. I, with apologies to Dirk and Steve Nash. But it's Steph, Clay, Ray, Reggie, Larry. I That's think it. you need to listen to Damian Lillard more. Yeah. I'll tell, I'm going to surprise you with this one. I think you maybe need to revisit Reggie. Okay. Reggie, Reggie, I know Ray Allen broke his record uh, back in the day, what, 2012, maybe? 11, 12, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. Ray Allen broke mm -hmm. Reggie's record. Reggie was at that game. It was a great moment. I don't know. And I think you got to revisit Reggie and revisit Clay, like all time, all time. Wow. Yeah. It's a big statement. Okay, so wait. All right. Maybe there is more nuance. Maybe there is more nuance to this than I than I I gave it credit for. Because all right, and I and and truthfully, I had not heard Lillard's explanation in full until just now. So, all right. We're talking about shooter. So Steph Steph checks every box. Range, no form, argument. accuracy, oh. percentage. Degree of difficulty, you know, spot up shooter, whatever, you, whatever, whatever, like whatever you want to categorize it. 
do you think that Reggie and I thought you were going to say revisit Reggie and Ray and to a lesser extent Clay but Reggie and Ray in particular because they did more of their damage running around off screens and they did off the dribble no I no, I'm I saying you, I, like, gonna, I don't know. I thought you were going to say that. I don't think Reggie. Uh, I'm just, let me say it clear. I don't think Reggie's in in Steph's category. I don't think he's in the. I don't think he's in the same park as Steph. Reggie. I don't think he's. I don't think he's even I don't close. know that anybody is. I don't know that anybody well, but, is. But I think I think I think Reggie still belongs in the surprised. top five. Though. I guess I. I haven't looked in a while, and I know numbers. Mm-hmm. You know numbers. Um. I was surprised. I was surprised. We'll wait for it. Range. Range. Okay, wait. Hold on. Say something. Can you hear me? Say something. I can hear you. Yeah, can you okay, hear go ahead. Me? I can hear you and I can see you. All right. I can hear you and uh, I can see you. Okay, go ahead. I said, I thought, I haven't looked in a long time. It's probably been like five years. He hadn't played in a while. So, but I remember looking up Reggie Miller's percentages, and they weren't as off the charts as I thought they would be from three-point range. Now, he hit a lot of threes. Obviously, he's a record holder. But I, his three-point percentage surprised me. It's high. I just thought it would be higher. For example, okay. off the top of my head, I don't know. Steph's percentage, I would guess, is... Significantly higher. You don't have to guess. I'm looking it up now. Yo, well, I'm not, compare, up wait, I'm not comparing him to Steph. Oh, I, I'm no, not, no. I'm, I'm just, not I'm just saying. Just for Reggie Miller I know you're not comparing him. I'm not, I know you're not comparing okay. him. I know you're not. Re- Reggie for right. his career. Okay, here you go, Michael. Reggie for... No, but you keep saying Steph. Reggie and Steph. Like, I'm talking about... We're talking about top five. This is the second time you've said Reggie and Steph. Steph is singular. But to answer your question... I can't, I can't say... For his career. <laughs> for... For his career, go ahead, go ahead. to your to your point though, for his career, Reggie Miller is 64th all time in three point percentage at 39.5 percent. If you're curious, here are the top guys: Steve Kerr at 45.4 percent, Seth Curry, Seth Curry at 44.2 percent, Hubert Davis at 44 percent. 44.1, if you will. Joe Harris at 43.8%. Drazen Petrovic at 43, rest in peace, drop at 43.7%. Then Steph Curry at 43.3. Jason Capono, Tim Legler, Steve Novak, Kyle Korver, Steve Nash at 42.7. BJ Armstrong, Duncan Robinson, Clay Thompson. So what this list tells you is that you shouldn't judge this off percentage. Yeah, well, because a lot of those, a lot of those that's names. That's what this list tells you. Yeah, yeah, because uh, attempts, because of the attempts, right. some some people just don't have the volume. attempts, the volume. Right. But Correct. I will tell you, degree you of difficulty. Into, are we talking about? And it's uh, it's kind of like that ringer list. There are two different conversations. It's right now, and it's just like who are the best players. So who are the players in a game where you'd say, all right, I want him out. I want him in the game. I know he's going to have some people on him. And he's going to make the shot as opposed to who do I want spot up in the corner, wide open, and I'm terrified they got an open shot with the game on the line. Because Steve Kerr is on one list, but not, but not on the other list. Steph Curry is on any list. Because there's a, like, there's a spot up shooters list. 
Like, who's going to make the shot? Like, Kyle Corver is on the spot-up shooters list. Go make that shot. Kyle Corver, you can't leave him alone. Steve Kerr, can't leave him alone. I don't know what Craig Hodges is on the list, but Craig Hodges, back in the day, there's another guy. Yeah. Uh, but then there are, like, well, I mean, I would say, go ahead. No, 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 finish yourself. Then there, no, then there are, like, 37, 38, 40-minute-per-game players who are also deadly three-point shooters like Dame Lillard and Klay Thompson yeah. and Steph Curry. Right. Like if, if hey, you, you got a sh- you need a shot to win the game or a shot to save your life. You know? Um Yeah. And for the record, as you know, Larry Bird for his career didn't take that uh, is a 37 well there you go. And a 37.6% three-point shooter who for his career never attempted more in a season than 237. For context, Steph Curry made 300 for the fourth time this year. Um, So, yeah, but Bird, I I, I cannot not put Larry Bird, which opens up the conversation about shooting to like, then there's your 50, 40, 90 guys. I mean, I think Nash belongs in the conversation um, because he was, he's the... One of the founding members of Nash the Nash Club. Dirk does. Dirk? Right. That's two dudes that I struggle to keep out. Durant. So Dane. How about Durant? Dudes. Durant. Durant. Durant's a good one. Durant's a, that, that's a good one. Durant's yeah. an excellent. So with all due respect to Dame, and I mean that. That's not like here comes a disrespect. No, with all due respect to Dame, your favorite player's favorite player. I just think that club, for me at least, I mean, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson is one of the best shooters of all time. If he never takes another shot again, he's one of a handful of best shooters of all time. Clay Thompson is. Um, nobody's, nobody's better when they're, when they're in rhythm than Clay Thompson. When they're, when they're hot, we've seen, we've seen. Nobody goes supernova better than Clay Thompson. So, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, who we, I don't think we need to, need to get into Ray Allen, and, and Bird, I just don't know that that club can be infiltrated, for lack of a better word. It can be. Um, it can be. I think we have another break to take. I wanted to get into yes. Jeannie Buss. Maybe we do it on the other side. Maybe not. But uh, we have another break to take, right, Gary? Let's take this last break, and then we'll come finish the show um, on the other side. We'll, we'll see where we finish it. We, we, hey, man. We actually took breaks in this show today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. You know, Mike, I, I need to bring this up because it's just a, a lot of things have been on my mind lately. And one of the things that reminded me of just where we are, both of us, where we are in our lives, was uh, looking through the, flipping through the gram the other day, and I see a picture posted by Sarah Smith. And it's a picture of Mason at 13 years old. And I got emotional, man. I got to tell you, I got really emotional. It's like, man, I remember, I just, I, 
I remember when this kid was born. I just remember conversations about, hey, Sarah's pregnant with our second. And now he's 13 and he's a teenager. And it's just like, oh my God, he's 13. And so I just... I just really want us to talk about, you know, we talk a lot about, we argue about sports and talk about politics and, and movies and all these things. I just never want us to lose sight. Not that we are, but that's on this, in this space I'm talking about, not in, in mm-hmm. outside of, uh, mm-hmm. outside of the air, but on the air, I just never want us to lose sight of why we do what we do. And the most important, uh, the most important things in our lives. So Tell me about Mason, like how that hit you. You got a 13-year-old son and you you already have a daughter who's a teenager. What's on your mind? Oh man, it's funny you say that because I mean it's just um it's a lot. And it's it's probably more than we could fit in, in the last four or five minutes of the show. Hey, we'll um, start it and we'll we'll continue it. <laughs> we'll pick we'll it continue up. Continue it yeah. tomorrow. I mean it, it's I mean, just, you know, just in this day and age, not that it's, it's just, it's just more technology involved, but it's, you know, what it means to, to raise a, a black son yeah, um, in this world, in this country. So there's, there's that as he gets older um, and taller, and, you know, looks more and more like a man, um, at least in the eyes of America. <clears throat> But more than anything, it's just, I, I just, I, I get, I'm proud of him. I'm proud to be his dad. I, I ask him every now and then, am I, am I a good dad? Um, and it's, it's scary because, and it goes with all our, our children. And I'll, I'll say this and then I'll give it to you just, you know, so you can weigh in on this as well. I get sad because, and I get sad and I get paranoid because I'm just like, I'm running out of time. And I'm just like, did I do... Did I have I done a good job to this point? And what do I need to make sure that I do in the next four or five years? Because it's like I'm never going to get this opportunity again. I'm like, damn, he's 13 already. It's yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, Ooh. I didn't do this right. I, 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 yes. I, I didn't. And every time something happens that I always bring it back to me, I was like, wait, did I not prepare him for this? Especially Michael. And I'm realizing this is this is what we're struggling with in our household right now. Is the aforementioned technology? that's in the palm of their hands, the, the power that they hold, the, the access to information and the access that people, including their peers, have to them that we yes. didn't have. And think about how much adults struggle with social same, media. Same. Think about how much adults struggle with their mental health as it relates to Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and watching other people's highlight films and having people with access and, and how people live and die with, on comments and likes and retweets. 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds ain't equipped to handle that. And so trying to help my son navigate a world that I never had to navigate Mm. um, with limited time, because as you know, Michael, our our primary responsibility is to get our children to adulthood with as few emotional, mental, and physical scars as possible. So I'm I'm proud of him. I'm happy, but I'm sad because I'm running out of time. Oh, man. That's so good. Mike, I mean... It, it, it's interesting that we're having similar conversations <laughs> with our sons and similar thoughts. My son is 12. Uh, he'll be 13 in the fall. 
And you talk about proud. I'm proud of him. I've been, uh, you know, the, this last these this last week, I've just had so many thoughts. You know, he's going to middle school next year, and uh, he got himself into an excellent. He had to be accepted to this school. He got himself into an excellent school for seventh grade. And I don't say that to brag about, oh, look at my son, got into an excellent school. I say that because we were able to shield him through, I would say, it's like a culturally violent period when he was like in the second or third grade. His third grade teacher told us that he didn't, she didn't know how to teach him math. Said, there's certain things he's not getting in math, and I don't know how to teach him. I'm like, you're his teacher. But that's yeah. not the story. The shout is, the shout is, he got into this school where you got to be strong in English and math, and math is his favorite subject and his best subject. He's an advanced math student. Yeah. Got that from mom, not from yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. So I'm proud of I'm proud yeah. of him. And it's and it's this juggle, it's this balancing act that we're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's you're right. We got to stay on top of it. Are we doing a good job? I think about that all the time. But guess what? You are. We'll get into it you more are. tomorrow. We'll get into guess it more tomorrow. You too, man. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 